Hey, this is just a little pre-podcast uh, uh, intro, uh, just saying, apologizing for the late upload, uh, this should have been out this morning, uh, I totally forgot, I ended up getting my glasses uh, today, I can uh, I can see now, that's nice, um, yeah, you know, so that's good, and um, <laughs> And my uh, my and I'm getting my COVID test tomorrow, so uh, fingers crossed for the best. I'm 99.9 percent sure I'm totally fine. Uh, I have no symptoms. I was just out doing shows like a silly Billy, uh, and despite wearing all my mask and putting in effort, not everyone else was around here. So um, so wish me luck on that and uh, enjoy the show again. Sorry for the late upload. Uh, I am doing my best to get these out every Thursday morning uh, I'm not working with the best operating uh, system with my laptop it is kind of garbage so hence uh, no episode last week because it got totally deleted but uh, enjoy this one this was uh, fun to do uh, last night when I recorded this so thanks enjoy this is the church of common sense with Travis Lindsay he stinks and I don't like him Shock the system Sex machine, get up off of that thing! I feel good! Jam! Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Why are you running? Why are you running? So for shits and giggles. What the f is this? Watch your profanity. Look at all those chickens. When the hell did this happen? Your world is not funny. Your world is... Next next on the big story. <laughs> what really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? Shit! <laughs> I'm dying in this fucking country-ass fucked-up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. I'm standing up and I'm telling you I am Warhol. I am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney, mm. Nike, Google. Now who's going to be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Or do you want to marginalize me till I'm out of my moment? Oh, my brother, testify! And always let your conscience be your guide. And always let your conscience be your guide. Welcome to the Church of Common Sense. And after a little brief hiatus, uh, the church is back in session. I am your host, Travis Lindsay. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, much appreciated. How are you doing? How is uh, once again? How is your pandemic going? Are you uh, are you in an area where things are kind of lax, or are you in a place where things are tightening up? Um, we are not uh, <laughs> we're not doing too great here right now in uh, in Halifax. Um, I went uh, went for my eye exam on Tuesday. I'm going to be getting glasses sometime within the next couple weeks. And it turns out when I, I walked out of my eye appointment, uh, Nova Scotia was just like shutting back down again. Uh, no dining services for restaurants and, you know, more stricter laws when it comes to stuff. Uh, 
Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's not a great time. Shows are getting canceled again, which uh, is uh, really unfortunate. Uh, I was really enjoying being able to uh, get out again and do shows and uh, having them uh, being taken away again. You know, good reason, uh, obviously. Uh, but having them kind of go away, uh, sucks, yeah, and I'm not too happy about that. But we will, uh, we will push through, and on the other side of this, there's all the shows that, uh, that I could want to do waiting for me on the other side of this, uh, stupid fucking virus. But until then, I will, uh, I will be <laughs> grumpy and annoyed that I can't, uh, I can't get on stage and I can't do what, uh, I enjoy doing. Uh, other than that, uh, fingers crossed that I don't lose my 22 minutes gig now. I don't know if they're not going to be able to have audience members anymore. Uh, I'm hoping they are still able to do that and have it socially distanced because that's a, I'm having a lot of fun doing the warm up uh, there for this hour is 22 minutes. That's, uh, that's been my main gig recently, uh, weekly thing. I got one more before Christmas break and then I'm supposed to come back and do uh, the 10 weeks after Christmas, uh, which would be, uh, lovely, and a great start to my year, and a nice little, uh, nest egg and foundation of work, and, uh, you know, and I'm supposed to do a festival in February, and I'm supposed to headline a comedy club at the end of January, so there's, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I just hope people kind of get their shit together so that stuff can go through, uh, within the next couple months, you know, right now is... If I have to lose anything, I'd rather have it be done this early and not lose my New Year's gig and not lose, you know, all this work that I have somehow lined up for myself. It's in, in, <laughs> I think even pre-pandemic, you know, it's not, there's been times that have not been as good as they are right now for bookings and it's, uh, it sucks. <clears throat> it sucks that it takes a pandemic to get booked places, and then it sucks to have that same pandemic uh, take it away. But we're working on it. We're doing our best. Uh, I am having fun, though, uh, doing 21, uh, 22 minutes. That's uh, that's uh, something I enjoy doing. It, it's it's way easier to do a warm-up show for, uh, for a comedy show than it is. Uh, I've found for, like, I've done it for the short film face-off, and those people are there to see, you know, you know, movies are funny, but there's, like, horror ones and serious ones and dramas and romance. And it's hard to, in between movies, uh, to run out and try to entertain people who are wiping tears away from their eyes because some dead soldier uh, let his wife know it's okay to carry on. Um, <laughs> uh, so going to a show and doing warm-up and telling jokes in front of people who are expecting jokes is uh, is a much better time. And it's it's also interesting because I get to talk to people and see what they're doing, see how they're handling the pandemic, and you can really tell who is uh, who's thriving and who's not. You know, you ask people like if they've taken up any hobbies. Uh, I know one person they started drinking more. Uh, someone else said they were taking up archery, and I don't know out of those two who is probably uh, handling it the worst. Uh, probably the archer. <laughs> That's someone who feels like we're very close to Hunger Games. And, you know, at this point, I don't know if I can blame them or not. Because I swear to God, I'm at the point now where 
if you are going in the wrong direction of an arrow, I'm not just going to give you that annoyed look. I'm going to fucking start to kick your shopping cart through your shins. Uh, we gotta, we really gotta strap down here in Nova Scotia cases. Well, we had, like, nothing, and now we're up to over 100 cases, and it, uh, it sucks, because we were the, we were the ones killing it, we were doing so well, and all it took was someone to fucking bring their dirty balls to the bitter end, and, uh, and poison the water hole, uh, but, uh, we'll move on, we'll get to, we'll, We'll get through it, and things will probably, you know, get back to what they were. <laughs> They'll get back to the new normal, uh, which is insane to think that now we were. <laughs> I miss just when we had to wear masks in stores, and now it's, you know, what a weird thing that <laughs> our new normal is no longer the, you know, the normal anymore. It's now uh, lockdown part two, which they said was going to happen. And then I think everyone got hopeful because we were doing so well. But again, of course, it just takes a couple people to not take this shit seriously and uh, fuck it all up. Um, you know, I'm past the point of shitting on anti-maskers. I'm just ignore those idiots at this point. People that think this is a hoax and all that bullshit, when, you know. People are dying, and people want to give a fuck. And, you know, I the, the, I love the hilarious ones. I saw so, someone did post a thing where it was like, they compared, you know, the virus being so unhealthy, so they have to shut down those. But why are they still allowed to um, sell, like, junk food and chips, and that, that kills people, you know? And it's like, yeah, but that kills the person eating the junk food. I don't eat a bag of ruffles and my grandmother dies. That doesn't happen. <laughs> she doesn't get secondhand salt. <laughs> secondhand. I like secondhand salt. Uh, you know what? I'm going to uh, write that down so I don't forget that. That's uh, You'll hear it on the podcast and you hear me talk about this shit on stage. Uh, secondhand salt. Boom. And that's how bits are created, people. That's that's why I make the mediocre bucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, people are just so stupid. Their arguments and, you know, again, everyone's like, you know, it's not you that people are. It's like you making other people sick. You know, they, they didn't get rid of smoking in restaurants and shit for your health. They did it for the people that aren't smoking. They don't want to deal with your fucking gunked up lungs and bullshit. You know, people could have... Your, your freedom extends to your circle. If, it, if you start imposing on other people's circles, then you're fucking with their freedom. And that's not okay. I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird, I'm in a weird, grumpy uh, mood. Uh, I'm really happy with shows, like I said, shows being canceled again. But uh, we'll do what we do, you know. Maybe do some secret living room shows or something. I know uh, uh, Kevin Hart just dropped a special in uh, on Netflix for his, in his living room. Which is nuts to me. Uh, that he has a stage in his house, which is, like, amazing, and, yeah, I would love that. 
I think that'd be uh, incredible. That would definitely help me uh, write and work at home. If I had a place to feel like I was up there telling the jokes. Not even just tell them, just to get comfortable uh, with the stage. And, you know, that's the thing I find where my most practice is, is when I'm able to, like, immerse myself in what feels like a show. It's very hard for me to uh, go over stuff just in my head and walk around. And, you know, it's, it's very hard for me to focus that way. But I find the closer I am into a setting that is of like a real show, I find that way easier to go over my stuff and practice and rehearse and all that shit. So good on Kevin for having a stage in his house and had an audience there that <laughs> went to COVID test and fed them pizza and that. He had these awesome paintings of Pryor and Eddie and Bernie Mac and Chappelle and God damn it. It was uh yeah, I was very envious. It was like my <laughs> the ideal uh, little section of the house that I would love to have someday. Um, clearly, it's it's an expensive, expensive house and a lot, a lot of money, and you'd need to be very successful to afford something like that. But uh, a boy can dream. Uh, but yeah, I watched Kevin Hart special. It was uh, it wasn't bad, honestly. I would say probably. God, laughing my pain, maybe, that one, that one came out like, what, 2011, 2012-ish area, I'd probably say, first one, like, since then, that was like, oh, this is good, this is good, uh, it was like the best, um, I personally, uh, felt Kevin had been, uh, in a long, cause it was more intimate, and I think that's where he thrives, he's, you know, obviously he's a, he's a name, and sells at arenas and stadiums and all that shit, but, you you really have to be your own you have to be more your personality than your actual art in those settings you have to be you know that's where people are playing the hits you know that they want to see it, uh you know the kevin hart they see on tv and the stadiums and that because you're filled that's not just fans it's people just who know your name and they go oh this is what comedy is you know you have a lot more casual fans uh was places like that, but I felt like when he was in his home, it was a little more, you know, toned down, it was a little more down to earth, uh, you know, still very Kevin trying to be <laughs> the five foot five Dwayne Johnson that he so badly wants to be with his motivation and inspiration for life and all words of wisdom and that horse shit, um, you know, not horse shit, but you know, all that extra stuff that's not, you know, comedy, comedy, um. And, uh, you know, it was fine. It was, I thought it was one of the better ones he had, uh, put out. And, and I love that he, <laughs> even Kevin's now getting fed up with, you know, people complaining about stuff and everything. And, um, so yeah, it was a little, it was a more raw, uh, Kevin Hart. And I, I, I really appreciate it and I really enjoyed it. So... Check it out if you'd like. I don't know why I'm plugging. <laughs> I got nothing to plug. All my shit's canceled. Watch get, watch, watch a young upstart Kevin Hart, if you will. Yeah, I think he might make it. I was in uh, I was in Moncton doing shows a couple weeks ago now. Uh, I was t- I talked about this already last week on the on the lost episode of the Church of Common Sense. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was in Moncton uh, with Matt Baker and, and and Brian Otter, who lives there, and he was uh, 
He was hosting the shows at the basement, formerly known as Hale's Basement. <laughs> and I, uh, it was a good time. It was a great four shows. Four shows. Um, filled as much as you can fill a room uh, in, in these times and these days. And it, it, felt, it was the most normal feeling of a comedy show that uh, I had done. Uh, since pre-pandemic, I found. I thought it was the closest thing to a normal where those 40 minutes I was on stage, uh, I forgot we were in a pandemic, and it was just, you know, shooting the shit, laughing, having a good time. All that jazz, for, you know, all the shows were were, were good. Uh, a few of them were, uh, most of them, I would say, yeah, three or four of them were great. One had a little hiccup with a guy yelling fucking Oreo uh, during my set. I was in the middle of uh, a bit that involves Martin Luther King Jr. and myself and talking about racism and an ice cream cake. And uh, the man decided to yell out uh, Oreo in a clever, you know, play on words because a lot of time about ice cream cakes and two, I am of uh, mixed origins. Uh, so, so that, that sucked mainly for the fact that I was recording the, f- this part of my set for a festival audition, uh, so, uh for the Winnipeg Comedy Fest, and, uh, he had decided to blurt out in the middle of my set, uh, at which point I came to a crossroads where I can either plow ahead, and it'll still be on my audition tape, so they'll definitely hear it, and I don't address it. And I, you know, or I stick to, you know, and so I stick to my, you know, time and everything that I have planned out for this audition. So it's as perfect as it can be. Or, you know, which at the same time runs the risk of, I find in that moment I could, the audience could disconnect from me because all of a sudden there's this curtain pulled back and they go, oh, he's not talking to us. He's just rehearsing. He's just replaying his act he's just you know doing his lines he's not he's not here in this moment with us and i like to be in the moment uh with the audience and feel like you know we're just chilling at a fucking house party you know in the kitchen shooting the shit saying funny stupid stuff that's what i like uh i like a more conversational uh type of comedy it's a one-way conversation but i i like the illusion that me and you are having a chat uh or I can address it and I can keep that connection with the audience where they know, oh, this is a live show, anything happened. And that's obviously what I took and it worked out and everything, but uh, it sucked. It just sucked. It was just terrible timing uh, all around, you know. And, you know, I mentioned on Facebook, and I wasn't, like, looking for any kind of pity party or anything. I, you know, it's just something that I think people need to... Uh, Understand happens, and it happens quite frequently. I literally wrote an article about the shit like this happening to me. That's in a magazine, and you know I wasn't expecting to write that and then never have it happen again. But like this was a prime example of why I wrote that article. You know, I can't just be a comic. Someone's got to yell <coughs> something that really has no. No, um, no weight or power. Like, it just, it had nothing really to do with my 
Like the bit I'm telling. There was no need for it. Again, my again, my more anger is that I don't have anything to submit to this festival now that, I, that I've been wanting to uh, do for years now. So we'll try again next year and see. But I mean, like honestly, other than that, uh, the shows were great. Uh, the final one in the late, the late show on the final night was uh, hilarious. It was sold out, but most of the people really only spoke French. And uh, here's the thing about me: uh, I don't know any French. You know, I know uh, bonjour, comment ça va, ça va bien, merci. Uh, you know all that kind of shit. Playing uh, <laughs> shit a lot today. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was that was kind of an awkward one because they wouldn't get wordplay, they wouldn't get puns, they wouldn't get you know tongue in cheek. You really had to, and I had to, I honestly had to like resort back to like basic jokes and ones that I have on my album that and and kind of do them in a crowd work style so I could connect and they would have some understanding because anytime I did crowd work it would like it was insane like there would be moments where you would have it sounded like I was killing for 40 minutes and then there is there was like fucking crickets not because the joke wasn't funny but because we don't speak the language uh you know we don't get the nuances in in in, in the English words we we know what you're saying but we don't know how to connect it to why that would be funny so that was an odd learning curve, but uh, still made for a fun show. And as always, treated like uh, treated the best up there at, at the basement. And I, I really hope uh, with the, you know they had to cancel some shows. My boy Dan lost out on his show there. I feel so bad for him. Um, so hopefully, you know everything will work out and they can get back and to doing what they're doing. Uh, I love that place. Honestly, one of my favorite comedy clubs I've ever performed in. Uh, in my in my twelve years in the in the bears, but uh, that was a great time and, and just traveling with uh, Matt. Matt's hilarious and we get along really well. And we <laughs> we went to the movies. Uh, he was not as big of a fan as, uh, of this film as uh, as I was. Uh, Freaky, the Vince Vaughn horror comedy film, which is like a play on Freaky Friday where Vince Vaughn plays a serial killer and he ends up switching bodies with a teenage girl and then hilarity ensues because the girl's inside Vince Vaughn's body now Vince Vaughn is being Vince Vaughn but he's Vince Vaughn with a teenage girl's mind so he's, you know, making standing up piss jokes and all this I was very, you know, self-aware and like it's supposed to be goofy and not, you know (laughs) it's not supposed to be an Oscar winner uh, but but uh, young Matt was very <laughs> was very disappointed. In the film. He was pretty much done with it five minutes, in. Uh, which I think made me enjoy the film even more. It was uh, uh, he's such an easy uh, going guy and such a mellow demeanor about him to see him <laughs> get bent out of shape about him. <laughs> fucking Vince Vaughn movie uh, was uh, quite amusing to me, and uh, I'm sorry I had to go through all that, but. Uh, Great trip, uh, you know, I was looking forward to doing it again, we were supposed to go do Cape Breton this weekend, but again, because of COVID and shit, that got cancelled, there was going to be two shows up there, it's going to be me, and Albert, and Matt, and I was excited to go on the road with those guys, and I, you know, I miss, God, I miss roadshows so much, I, I'm, you know, I like, I'm someone who likes to pop into a gas station, and, and look at the shitty, uh, souvenirs, and, Grab a polar pop and or um, coffee. Like I thrive in in road life. <laughs> uh, 
I really should be like a homeless man with a car. Um, I just, I don't, I've always liked going to shows and, you know, the drive there. The drive back's always like a little long for me because by that time I do want to be home. But like, you know, I do enjoy time on the road, especially when it's with people I like and I like Elbert and I like Matt and I was sort of looking forward to it. Uh, so hopefully that can get rescheduled and, uh, rearranged, uh, that would be, you know, that would be good for me, I'd really appreciate, <laughs> that would be good for me personally, not the fact that they're missing out on work, um, but yeah, that, you know, so fingers crossed for the best for that one, uh, you know, other than that, New Year's Eve has not been canceled yet, other stuff has not been canceled yet, um, so I'm trying to, trying to be hopeful, trying to keep a positive mind, but, uh, you know, with this already happening once in March, um, it's a little scary, but yeah, I digress. What else is going on with me? Oh, you know, uh, I, I mentioned this one last week, too. I'm trying to remember everything I talked about last week that uh, never made air because I'm an idiot and deleted the episode. Uh, Fresh Prince, uh, Bel Air, had a, had a reunion. I've, uh, I've actually not watched it yet. Uh, I do want to check it out. I did see the clip with, uh, you know, the Uncle Phil Memorial uh, where everyone's crying, and that was a... Uh, I don't got my glasses yet, but uh, <laughs> I could see enough to get me going. Uh, and uh, and both on fives on the show. What a weird! That's some 2020 shit right there. That this is the one thing I will buy and do for 2020, where all this terrible shit's happening, but within all this terrible shit, the the feud that has been going on for almost 30 years between Janet Hubert and Will Smith uh, gets resolved. In 2020. So anything's possible. That should be. <laughs> that's the Rogue One moment. You know. <laughs> My brother comes downstairs. Sees me watching Fresh Prince Reunion. And sees the original Aunt Viv and Will Smith hugging it. I'm like smiling. And he's like what is it? And I'm just like Rogue One. I'm, Hope. <laughs> if they can get along. Anything's possible. We can all get along. We can all make amends. Um, you know. But uh, 30 years. I came, still one of my favorite shows of all time. Fresh Prince Bel Air. So good. So good. Young Don Cheadle. Queen Tifa plays a couple different characters. Neil Long plays a couple different characters. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've watched the whole series a couple times. You know, all the ones. Carlton on pills. He gets from Will. Will gets shot. Uncle Phil has a heart attack. Um, that goofy ass ambulance driver who appears in a couple different episodes. <laughs> you know the one where Will and Carlton are on the on the ledge because the girl boyfriend comes home and they're hiding out on the on the on the ledge way high up. Uh, you know the serious stuff with racism. Uh, the Christmas one, the Christmas episode's a great one. And I'm just listing off Will Smith, <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air episodes. Um, yeah, congrats on. On a show being, you know, still relevant after after thirty years, and still uh, a very popular show. I mean, the hat I wear now is uh, is a Bel Air Athletics hat. Uh, thank uh, thanks to my girlfriend. Um. So yeah, I, I definitely want to check that out. You should check that out too. Let me know what you think. Um, what was your favorite uh, sitcom growing up? Um, you know, 
Fresh Prince? Were you a Cheers person? Were you Seinfeld? Were you all of them? You can like all more than one sitcom. You don't need to just like a couple. You can like The Nanny and Frasier. You don't need to choose. You do you. Just enjoy them. Don't like them because they're hip. Like Golden Girls because it's good. Don't like Golden Girls because everyone likes Golden Girls. <laughs> I'm not going to go on that rant again. Upcoming shows. Don't have them. Just looking at my list of topics. Uh, yeah, I finally caved. <clears throat> finally caved and got glasses. Um, <laughs> went for my eye exam. And uh, immediately as... Uh, as I started doing the test, uh, the doctor looks at me and goes, you don't drive, do you? And I was like, no, no, I don't. Uh, so, yeah, legally, <laughs> if I want to drive, I need to wear glasses. That's how bad my sight is. Uh, I, I Just getting the sample for the lenses and, like, going from, you know, one to the other. And then, like, <laughs> that moment of clarity where, like, I was like, oh, man. I'm a goddamn bat. Don't eat me or you're going to catch COVID. I'm as blind as a fucking bat. In fact, if a b- <laughs> you give a bat my eyes, the bat will go, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm not really even laughing at that. I'm just laughing. I'm once again thinking about that video of... Uh, the untrained meteorologist and I will keep plugging that every week until everyone on the planet sees that uh, video because it makes me laugh so hard and I don't know why it just it's it's the perfect storm for me it just hits all uh, the key components that I need in a, in a video to make me laugh uh, but yeah my eyes are shit <clears throat> they are healthy they are healthy eyes they just uh, <laughs> this is uh trying to think of the ways it's just i don't have uh i don't have round eyes uh is what i was told i have a more oval shape so uh when uh you know when i grew into a man um there was pressure put on my eyes because they're not shaped the way uh you know eyes normally are uh you know uh it is kind of fun, though, if, 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 if I ever run into a racist Asian, he goes, and he calls me round eyes, and I go, mm-mm, I got oval eyes, motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I get, so there's be pressure being put on my eyes, um, <laughs> the way my skull has uh, grown in form, uh, it, it has pushed my eyes uh, more in, down into a squinty thing, which is causing, like, my blurred uh, vision. So I got glasses now, and then other than that, my eyes are healthy. I have uh, the whites of my eyes are very white, as t- uh, said to the, me by the Vogue optical lady. So didn't know that was a compliment uh, I needed to hear, but uh, I appreciated that one. That made me feel good, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I'm supposed to get my glasses in uh, one to two weeks. Hopefully, it's closer to one than two. Uh, we uh, we shall see. But uh, fingers crossed for the best. Uh, I'm I'm just looking forward to <clears throat> uh, seeing things clearly and being able to read signs and and see definition in things and not have to sit so close to things. And God, to watch TV 
sitting up in a bed and not at the end of the bed with my neck sticking out trying to get as close as I can to the screen. Oh! If I only had some eyes. <laughs> uh, that'll be nice. Um, <clears throat> in other unrelated news uh, of my eyesight, uh, speaking of tests and that, I got to go get a COVID test. Uh, I don't have any symptoms. Again, this is terrible timing because I know in the last episode I was very snuffly and sniffy. And again, that was 100% a cold. Uh, I, I just hear anyone that was out at bars, uh, you know, around 10 o'clock in the last two weeks should go get tested and, uh, make sure, you know, you're not, uh, you're not sick and make sure you're feeling good and all that. I am feeling fine. It was just that, you know, I was out doing shows. So <clears throat> it was like roughly around 10 o'clock was like when I'd be leaving these places and that, but, uh, you know, better safe than sorry. I got people in this house I got to look out for and I got, uh. You know, my girlfriend and then you gotta make sure, you know, I'm not gonna get her sick and which will get her parents, you know, I, yeah, you know, so better safe than sorry. I'm not looking forward to it, obviously. Uh, I, I mean, I hate all, I hate going to the doctors and that, uh, you know, it's, uh, not for the fact that I'm like scared. I just, in my head, I, you know, I build up and I make it worse. Like, you know, I feel like if there's a zero 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 point one percent chance I have something, then I probably have it. But honestly, I do feel like 99.9% chance I don't in this case. I mean, it's such a serious thing. And I feel like if you have it, you would know. But, you know, I don't have any symptoms. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Uh, so, I, you know, I'll get that. I sent in my thing to, uh, you know, request a, a test and... Obviously, they're backed up with so many people sending uh, in their stuff and that. So hopefully, I find out uh, when I get to go for that uh, within the next day or so. Fingers crossed. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, if you if you're someone who's been uh, down around town and all that shit in the last uh, couple weeks, and yeah, uh, you know, go get go get checked out if you're in a bar in that past ten o'clock. Or if, you know, you feel like you were in a place, I was if you feel like you were in a place that had exposure, but, you know, they announced that shit, so uh, you should you should know. Uh, I know they got free pop-up ones, which are like rapid testing, you know, I don't know how accurate they are, but they got that going on. And, uh, you know, so we can get rid of this shit and, you know, hang in there to the vaccine and hopefully... You know, come January or whatever, things start rolling out and we can start, uh, we can start rebuilding. <laughs> and rise from the ashes. Until then, just use your common sense. Wear a mask, wash your hands. <laughs> Keep your nose clean, kid. Uh, speaking of common sense, I went to, uh, this was supposed to be something that made its debut last week. Uh,. But I wanted to start a new segment uh, called Senseless Sinners uh, of the Week, uh, where, you know, I will pick, you know, one or so idiots that I find out there on the internet, usually through uh, through uh, World Star Hip Hop. And uh, just uh, this is to shine a light on uh, people that are not using their brains and just uh, I think <clears throat> could really help by subscribing 
uh, to the Church of Common uh, Sense. Uh, the first video I'm going to play for you is a man who is 100% not a doctor. And his theories on uh, how STDs are uh, transmitted and how he is going to hook up with a woman uh, despite her having an STD and how uh, how it's possible that he will not catch it uh, because of this technique he has uh, or method he has uh, to prevent himself from catching any kind of uh, disease of the sexually transmitted kind. Here we go. So what you gonna go hit that? And you know she got kind of real. So you still don't give a fuck you gonna go. But see, I drink, though. So that's gonna stop it. No, it's not, bitch. You gonna stop it. It's an anti-biotic. This is an anti-biotic. You better not be sure. Now, uh, hopefully that um, didn't break your ears or whatever as I played that uh, clip. Um, <clears throat> this man is awarded the Senseless Center of the Week. He believes because he drinks, he cannot catch gonorrhea from this woman uh, because alcohol is an antibiotic. Uh, <laughs> uh, sir, you are anti-common sense. And I don't know if that's uh, your educational uh, upbringing or uh, the alcohol, uh, but you uh, is going to hurt when you pee. You, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to pour some Captain Morgan on his, on his nuts before he sticks it in her to make sure he doesn't catch anything. But uh, that's not how STIs work. Um, <clears throat> but, sir... Uh, you you may ha now have an STD, but you also have something to be proud of. You are the very first inductee in into the Church of Common Senseless uh, Senseless Sinners of the Week. Uh, may you repent and uh, reach enlightenment. Uh, so feel free to join the church. That uh, that <laughs> that's a bold man. Uh, which is uh, a nice way to say stupid. Especially in 2020 where <clears throat> you uh, you shouldn't really be hooking up with anyone that you're not in a relationship with with COVID going around. But to, to also do it with someone who already is known <laughs> to have something else in the COVID world. If you have an SDI, like... God damn. To have herpes in a coronavirus world. Ugh. What are you doing? Get, get your shit together. I know it's, she had gonorrhea. And, and that can go away. Um, but. Oh lord have mercy. Uh, I, will, I, will, I will pray for you sir. And uh, I don't do that uh, often. But uh, best of luck. And, uh, and wrap it up. Wear, wear a mask on your face and, and your dick. Uh, for everyone's sake. We got Black Friday coming up. Uh, which I'm sure will be uh, a more of a Cyber Monday on Black Friday this year with the coronavirus going around. Uh, I It'll be nice to have a year where, <laughs> where old ladies aren't being trampled in Walmart for $10 toasters. That'll be good. That'll be a relief. Uh, the state is nuts. I mean, that's like... <laughs> that, I do... <laughs> 
like World Star Hip Hop, that's a place where the Black Fridays are bread and butter because it is just videos upon videos of people throwing hands over cheap appliances and that. Yeah, people turn into uh, maniacs. Like, the world can't uh, survive if we if we get into some kind of apocalyptic state. And there's no way in hell. Because when shit's going good and we're here to celebrate stuff and have good deals for things, uh, the world breaks down into chaos because people can't handle it and can't get along and can't focus up and just be decent human beings. So if things ever get really, really bad, yeah, we're we're totally fucked. We're uh, we're too greedy. How do you like that doorbuster? <laughs> oh God, I was uh, I was asked last week or two weeks ago now uh, to think of another non-true, totally untrue uh, story of my childhood or my teenage years. Uh, to uh, tell on here, and uh, I, I, you know, I've been thinking. I was trying to think, like, <clears throat> like there's funny shit that totally didn't happen uh, <laughs> that I could tell, but they're not like stories. They're all like very, very short things. I remember like one time we made a prank call, and a woman threatened to call the Mounties on us. And, and to be, f- <laughs> to be fair, um, we were like twelve. And I, th- and yeah, we we called an old lady, just ran him down there. She answered, and we you know we said something vulgar, and she's like, "The Mounties will hear of this," and like we laughed and thought that was hilarious. But also, I'd, we could tell there's a part of us like, "The Mounties are actually gonna hear about this." Like we got kind of nervous. I um, well, okay, this one has to do with glasses and. I can say that, I will say this is true. This is not a totally untrue. This is 100% uh, did happen. Uh, it happened in uh, in the Sunnyside Mall in Bedford, Nova Scotia, actually. I believe they used to have an eye uh, place there. They may still do. It was on the upper level where no one goes. Um, I, I, uh, I was once... <laughs> I once had an eye doctor ask if I was uh, uh, mentally challenged. Uh, she said in, in a in a less politically correct way, uh, but it was the nineties and people would be talking wild ish back then. Um, I went to get this eye exam, and my goal was this is <laughs> this is where you understand people's finances and money. Uh, as someone who just, you know, has paid for glasses and waiting to get them. Uh, they ain't cheap. And the fact that I, that I <laughs> almost risk costing my, uh, my mom and my grandmother this kind of money is, uh, is wild on my chant, uh, part. And maybe I am a little, uh, off, uh, yeah, or as they say in the hood, I, I can't get right. Um, <laughs> what a fucked up term. Um, I wanted, I wanted glasses as a child. <clears throat> and, and look, follow your dreams, kids, because now here I am 20 years later. Uh, I, I wanted glasses. My friend Jacob had glasses. And I wanted to be like Jacob, and I wanted to have glasses. So when we went for my eye test, uh, I... <laughs> I tried to fake it, but as you know, with young children, 
we're not good fakers. Like, you know, kids can't bluff uh, until they're, you know, teenagers. And even then, it's, like, shoddy at best. You know, like, when you, <laughs> like, your parents would come home, they would expect you to be in bed, so, like, you'd pretend to sleep. And for some reason, you don't know how to pretend to sleep uh, as a child. You you would think you would never slept a day in your life the, the way kids, like, fake sleep. Um... So when we got to the eye exam, we were, you know, doing the stuff. Can you read this? What is the color of this? And she gave me, like, the, you know, the big eye thing. And, like, it is all letters. All I would have had to do was say, no, I can't see this, and just say the wrong letters. I start going, uh, E-K-Y-X-W-3-9-7, purple, squirrel. And I, <laughs> I just started shooting words out of my mouth that I knew weren't letters. And uh, I remember leaving, and as I was leaving, uh, the the doctor looked at my mom and went, uh, his eyesight is fine, but uh, is he a little mentally, you know? And uh, <laughs> uh, needless to say, I did not get glasses uh, that day, uh, but joke's on you, Doc. I'm as blind as a fucking bat now. Uh, so, uh, who wins there? The people at Vogue Optical who get my money. And the person I paid for my eye exam. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's it's hard to... Like, I'm, you know, I'm going back in my mind. I'm trying to think of uh, stories and, you know, uh-ohs and things that... Totally didn't happen. That did, and and for the most part, there's just nothing that's like a like a story, like a story story. There's I you know that has a that was as big and as messy as my uh, original car uh, tale with my buddy and 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 some poop, but. Uh, There's nothing really, and I've thought about this now for like two weeks, like really rattling my brain for, because we've definitely done, done things, um, you know, that are silly and ridiculous, but like, oh, we want, we, here's one, me and a group of friends, and I don't know if I talked about this yet already, maybe I did around Halloween time, and if I did, I'm sorry. Uh, but this, this is totally, we'll say this one is a totally untrue story that I may have already told on here, but I can't remember. We're multiple episodes deep. I'm going to repeat stuff and the only people that are going to remember are the people that actually listen to this, uh, on a consistent basis. I, uh, me and some friends broke into, uh, what used to be a school that turned into like a food bank. Uh, <clears throat> again, totally untrue story. I'm just, you know, coming off the top of my head. Uh, you know, it was a school and it was turned into like a food bank place and then, uh, it was getting turned down. So it was, uh, abandoned and one day we, uh, me and some friends and a little stand by me adventure went, uh, went to go check it out. And there was a point where we got there, you know, where we slid in through like a window and that, and it was dark and creepy and, and scary. And you could tell teenagers like using it. Like older teenagers were using it for like <laughs> some sex drug den. Uh, Jesus Christ. 
Holy fuck. That scared the living shit out of me. Holy <laughs> goodness gracious! And I featured my phone. That was that was uh, perfect timing. We uh, we went in to go. Uh, you know, we went in. and We could tell the you know teachers and stuff. And we we're just trying to like like maybe it's haunted. Maybe there's you know old ghost students and stuff uh, here. And we did hear some noise in that, and that was very creepy. But there was this one point. Where stuff was getting really scary inside, but we couldn't leave because all of a sudden the cops had, like, shown up to, like, check and make sure and no one was in there. So now we're, like, hiding from the cops in this place and at the same time trying not to get murdered by ghosts. Uh, needless to say, we all did uh, survive. <laughs> no one got taken. Uh, there was some st- scary stuff there. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not going to say the name of my group of friends that... Uh, we're there, but there was four of us, and this would have been early high school. This may have been grade 10 year. Yeah, probably grade 10. I was like grade 10-ish uh, when this all went down. And uh, spooky stuff. Nothing, nothing like other than like noise. Like there was no nothing eventful in the sense of like to make it a, this a really good story. But, I mean, that's something we did that, you know. That's something that we didn't do that we did and in this totally untrue story um but yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i know I, I really wish i could answer this question better because there is like like i said there's a bunch of little moments here and there oh one time we called the high one time we didn't call the high school uh principal uh in the middle of the night and then yell out uh, <laughs> a kid's a kid's name, uh, which almost in turn ended a, a friendship. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one was um, it was I believe it was also a poker night uh, with uh, with the greasiest the greasiest goddamn poker move I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> it started out playing for money. Uh, a buddy named Mitchell won the money. Won the money fair and square in the poker game. Uh, and then we played another hand, and it was supposed to be one for fun and not money, where uh, the wager was whoever wins uh, gets to tell someone to do something. And uh, friend Adam... <laughs> Adam K, we'll only we'll use initials here, uh, won, won the poker game, and he ordered Mitchell, Mitchell C, who had just uh, won the first poker hand for money, and he or, for the thing he wanted Mitchell to do was to give him the money. <laughs> the dirtiest, slimiest, greasiest move anyone ever, I've never seen a group of people more disgusted with someone. Then when uh, Adam pulled that, and then the best part was Adam couldn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> he was a <laughs> for a man who was who was pretty much bald all of high school. 
he really had some grease in that hair. He was slick with it sometimes. <laughs> but also later that night, at some point, we were prank calling people, and someone got a hold of the. But again, this is totally an untrue story. Uh, someone got a hold of the principal's phone number, and called and left a message. And at some point, someone yelled, "Hey, Ryan!" And then S. I'll say his last name. Uh, on to the phone, which of course would give away that one of these people, which is so dumb, because if he if Ryan would have got caught, everyone would have went down with him. He's not like he would have just took the fall himself. But Ryan was so <laughs> upset afterwards, and I think it was Adam that yelled because after the phone call, Ryan looks at Adam and goes, <laughs> "After tonight, me and you are through. We're finished." <laughs> Like a scorned business partner or lover, that was a that was a really fun night. That was a, that was like a very impromptu, odd group of people, but like was a very uh, fun, silly night. Um, <clears throat> here's an untrue. I'll say untrue story because I don't know if the teacher get in trouble. But one time after school, we were waiting for the bus, and. Uh, a friend said to me and my buddy uh, was complaining about their bus. They're like, yeah, God, everyone in this bus is so hor- like horned up. All the, all they're doing on there is like making out and having sex, and that's all this bus is about. Just, just people having sex on this bus. And the vice principal heard it, and he, he just magically appeared behind us and goes, well, "I hope the bus driver isn't one of them." And then like walked away, like a f- <laughs> he dropped a fucking sitcom line. And then, and then pissed off. That uh, that's an we'll say that's an untrue one because I don't know if that could affect a man's job. Uh, you know, it was a it was a semi dirty joke. I wouldn't say it was <laughs> its cause for concern. Uh, but other than that, again, I wasn't someone who found myself in trouble. I was I'd be there for events, and then you know, I guess guilty by association. But I. I that I never I've told my Mr. St. Pierre stuff. I've told you the co-op thing. I nothing. Toronto is pretty well behaved, you know. Then stuff I talk about. It's hard to come up with stuff like that's untrue stuff because if I, you know, most of it's in my act. <clears throat> so, like in that regard, I don't really have. Um, any, any big stuff. Or again, or maybe I'm just like forgetting stuff. And there's stuff that I feel like I've told on here that, I, you know, I don't want to repeat. I don't know if I told you, but I, uh, I used to piss on my neighbor's car. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, I, I used to not piss on my neighbor's car. Uh, he, uh, a Russian guy, he was grumpy and... I didn't pee on his car because he was grumpy. I just peed on his car because we had limited uh, opportunities to use the washroom after a certain uh, time of night. So we, you know, this, I'm very young at this point. I'm probably 10 at most. Uh, Yeah, it would be, yeah, 10, 10, 10 at least. Yeah, 10 at least and 10 at most. (laughs) So I guess I would be 10. Uh, So, you know, you'd have to pee late at night and you'd, just stick it out the window and do what you could. 
You know, like a little, like a little bird. And then, you know, it would dry up by morning. I don't think he ever knew. It didn't peel the paint on it. It was a well-hydrated boy back then. Uh, but that's a, so that's a totally untrue story, too. And I'm just telling fables to pass the time as we work our way up uh, close to an hour. Well, you know, I'll probably be under an hour on this one. I like little shorter ones. You know, when I started, it was, you know, bigger stuff. But, you know, you have more things to say when you first start. And now this becomes kind of more of a... Just checking in on you and giving you updates on stuff and rants and when I when I so you know when the when I need to rant, but um, I just had a goddamn story in my head. Uh, we're trying to here. Oh, <clears throat> I uh, here's an untrue story. Uh, untrue, wink, wink. I uh, we're not uh, we don't get the paper delivered to my house anymore. Uh, not just because we don't get delivered to us, but we're we're not allowed to. <laughs> I I caused, or at least in this story, this is the story of the time I caused the uh, newspaper man to have a mental breakdown. Uh, so this would be two thousand five ish, two thousand six maybe. Uh, you know, in that weird window between twelve and uh, fourteen, and. One night, uh, <clears throat> this is like back when, like, now I can't sleep. Now I, you know, back then I would I would stay up because I wanted to, not not because I couldn't fall asleep. Uh, so young teenage me would, uh, you know, would sit up at night, and then every night all of a sudden these car lights would come flying in my driveway and light up my room, and I, you know, I'd pick my head out to see. Well, one night I went to peek out uh, to see what was going on. And my cat, uh, who's still alive to this day, this is like 15 years ago, hopped up on the windowsill and he tickled my nose and I went, <laughs> I sneezed. And the thing about <laughs> the sneeze was I, when I sneezed, uh, the newspaper guy heard it because my window was open and it scared the hell out of him. I sneezed and he went, Jesus. <laughs> And I scared the absolute living shit out of him. <clears throat> Much like a toddler, uh, when he discovers something uh, makes other people laugh, when that made me laugh, I went, oh, this is my thing now. Uh, so for a, uh, a good few months, I would find ways to scare this man. I would hide in my grandmother's car and honk the horn. I would uh, <laughs> I'd yell, I'd throw things, uh, I'd make some crazy, and every time, <laughs> uh, he would get so scared, <laughs> I know I'm sick, um, he would get very scared, and finally, uh, after months of doing this, my grandmother gets a phone call, <clears throat> and she goes, uh, hello? And he goes, uh, hi? And she goes, who's this? And he goes, this is a newspaper guy. Uh, I have a, qu I have a question. Who lives, uh, <laughs> who lives, not in the house, but who lives in that, uh, that first window to the right on the front of your house? 
And she's like, what? And he's like, who lives there? They um, <laughs> keep scaring me. And uh, it's kind of ruining my life. Uh, he's, he said, everyone thinks I'm going crazy. Uh, I told my boss that I keep getting (laughs) scared. And he, (laughs) and my boss said, it's probably just a deer. this boss who thinks that that any deer on this planet goes because that was the main sound I'd make so I know this guy would have to repeat that sound to his boss and his boss went it's probably just a deer (laughs) (laughs) oh my wife doesn't believe me it was all this stuff boom 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 if if it doesn't stop I can't deliver the paper anymore and uh, I will say that it's an untrue story because when my grandmother asked me, um, had I been scaring uh, the newspaper guy, I of course said, no, no, no. Like once the cat tickled my nose and I sneezed, but that's, uh, but that's it. And needless to say, we no longer have uh, the Chronicle Herald <laughs> delivered to us. <laughs> As we've probably been banned for about 15 years <laughs> now. Um, yeah, boom, there we go. I knew I could reach down deep and find a little uh, story to end this off. And we're, we're at an hour. Honest to God, I didn't think I was going to make an hour this uh, this week. I've just been busy and didn't think I had that much to talk about. But clearly, we're here now. So, um, thank you for tuning in. I don't really have any plugs. Uh, if things don't go to shit, I am in uh, member two on New Year's Eve uh, in Cape Breton, so, you know, look out for that. I got stuff coming up in January and February, hopefully, if the world has not totally disintegrated in 2021. is like, hey, hold my beer if you think 2020 is bad. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, stay safe out there. And if you're listening in the States, happy Thanksgiving. I wish we also had Thanksgiving, but alas, here we don't. I did have a turkey. Uh... Uh, sub today, so that's uh, that's good enough, right? Isn't that good enough? Uh, happy uh, happy Wednesday if you're listening to this late on Wednesday, or happy Thursday if you're listening to this on Thursday. We'll catch you next uh, next week on the Church Common Sense. Oh, and uh, you know, coming uh, next week is also will be the fourth episode of uh, my Disney podcast, High Dad Soup. Uh, this week, I am watching uh, The Little Mermaid, 1989 classic featuring Jody Benson. Uh, you know, one of the, the movie that kicked off the Disney uh, renaissance, uh, many uh, say. Uh, my drink will be an Under the Caesar. Oh, yeah. Boom. The kids got puns for days. So we're going to have a real, uh, <laughs> say real fishy drink. But no, we're going to have a nice tasting uh, Caesar uh, with some seafood inspired food. And all that jazz. Uh, so come and join me on High Dad Soup. Uh, it's it's better down where it's wetter and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, have a good one. Bye. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. What year is it? <laughs> no, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into.
Are you gonna bark all day, little doggy? Or are you gonna bite? All right then. I'm just gonna go watch a movie. Hey, in like Flint. That's my favorite movie. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. What am I doing? Jagging off the Annie Griffith? Jagging off the Clara? Huh? You mean Aunt B? Aunt B, Clara, whoever. Who the lady asked the damn phone? Who's Clara? Who the lady asked the phone? I don't know. Is that, is that Clara? her name Clara? I don't know Clara. I know Aunt B. Nobody want to jack off no damn Aunt B. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. I'm surrounded by idiots. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a bump. Which is what I am. And there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. That's awful. What the hell is that?